0: mike has muted me my
1: bad my bad i do (laughs) apologize i'm sorry (laughs) we we haven't even started and i've already had enough of your voice
0: (laughs) everyone welcome along to season three episode 52 nice little intimate chat tonight with myself and mike um we're going to continue our project prospect series we are looking at wide receivers tonight um we have six guys, so if we're talking about someone and you want to talk about someone else, we will be swinging back around to this at a, a later on closer to draft day. So, I think Mike, you said you forty forty-seven wide receivers on your board.
1: Forty-one. I'm up to forty-one. Wow! And when when the boys were on the show yesterday, and I let them. Um, Crack on with it, and I was just like, right, I'm gonna get these last guys finished. So that's that's it. Now I can leave wide receiver alone. And there's only so much of it you can take because your eyes start to uh kind of start dancing around you, and you're like, oh, I can't focus anymore.
0: <laughs> it like it, it it is true, and like it's it's hard to track wide receivers at times because obviously you're generally plotting for them to go one way, and then if they come across the middle. You know yeah. you're like crap i wasn't planning on that route and you're having mm-hmm. to re- re- rewind and start again and yeah you know it's it's, it's it can be annoying
1: yeah, especially then, especially the slot guys the slot guys are really finicky because you just it's yeah. it's always back and forth back and forth back and forth and you're like okay mm-hmm. now i've got it
0: <laughs> yeah um the slot guy is something we are going to have to talk about very seriously in mm-hmm. this draft class because a lot of people want C D to stay in the slot, but I don't know if that's if that's going to be something you want your your primary wide receiver doing.
1: I get the reasons behind that because mm. he, you know, it, get it, he's not the guy you want to be running routes. He's the guy you want to be throwing the ball too quickly and just go in for it. So I do, uh, I do get that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. We put out the Kevin yeah. Green. Yes, that was.
0: <laughs> that was absolutely, if, if there is an Aggie getting love from the UK Cowboys, you can be 100% sure it's Mr. Mike that is posting out that that tweet or Facebook post or anything like that. And let's not also forget, Mike, you do an awful lot of stuff for for um, College Collective here in the UK and yeah. Ireland as well, putting out information on there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I do need to start, and it used to be Snap Scouting, but at that Went by the wayside yeah. when when the kids are born, but maybe one day when I'm much older and I've got a b- more time and more money, I doubt I'll have more money, but I definitely have more time.
0: <laughs> that is true. That is true. I mean, for someone who what Green had, maybe when was it November? Uh,
1: uh, October. October.
0: October. Yeah. like Mike is Mike is a four year, four or five month old kid and still pumps out all of this information i'm you know i don't have any kids at all and i barely barely can keep up with the guy you know hey, so
1: you do your bit. everybody's got a little part yeah. to play
0: yeah that's it but be, be, before we do jump into these prospects tonight um there, there, there is a little bit of news and we're just gonna gonna talk about it. obviously look free agency is ongoing every day yeah um, we have returned late in van der Esch, and Mike, I know you were quite happy about that.
1: Yeah, well, one thing I've got is jerseys, so that's, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's a ritual. I always buy whatever the first-round guy is, I'll always buy their jersey. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and, and you do the usual thing then, don't you? And you yeah. plod along and get all the other guys. You can absolutely tell I've been drinking. <laughs> I am waffling. <laughs> yes, but we,
0: we we did agree. Like obviously, yesterday was St Patrick's Day for me here in mm-hmm. Ireland. We also had a second bank holiday today, so uh, I have beer open. And as you can see there, if you're able to read that, your ridiculous little opinion has been noted, and it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. That was that was that was beer cozy I got for my um, for my stag do, which is what. <laughs> 12 and a half years going out this stage, still so
1: going strong
0: it's 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 still holding up so uh yeah <laughs> uh, but i know mike i know you were quite happy about van der esch returning yeah and yeah. i did i did see that the, the the tweets that are out there are the people were prepared to go to five million for him mm. and we got him for three now obviously we're just waiting on say the final details of that to come out but i mean look it's 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 not the worst deal in the world
1: no, I'm quite happy with it. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. I don't know if it's confirmed what is. Um, what is how that contract is broken down? Hmm. Like you said, yeah. you know, we'll need to know what is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, totally
0: Graham is coming in with with it. It's cheaper than the 50 year option. It absolutely is, Graham. Three times. It's three times less than the 50-year option, which is which is a great price to get him for. But um, we've also returned in the last few minutes. Luke Gifford has returned on a one-year deal as well. And mm-hmm. I, I'll ask the question, Mike, what are your thoughts so far on the offseason and what's happened in the past week? I mean, look, we can't avoid what happened with Amari Cooper, what's happened with Lyle Collins. We're we're only signing our own, and there's a there's a lot of angst and anger from Cowboys Nation about us not having signed anyone outside of our own. Should we be surprised?
1: No, I know they're not big players in free agency. You see, yes, this every it's not a, 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 an unknown thing. What I think is probably what's more, um, why Cowboys fans are getting annoyed is that. Mm. If you take into account Lyle Collins as well, hmm. he's ten mil back on the cap, but that's not until post June because of the cut. Yeah. Um, how they designated him, so that's thirty six million between now and you know post first June. So yeah. people are just like, well, that's a lot of money. Spend it, you know. But yeah. they they don't seem to be. They they're dragging their heels. What you tend to find is that hmm. free agency comes in waves. And yeah. really with Dallas, and you see it every year, they will they won't dip their toes into the free agency pool too deep until the second yeah. wave yeah. hits. Yeah. And you see it every time. It's 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 not yeah. a new tactic by them. Um yeah. and I get the frustration. And the frustration mm. is is that we're losing starters, so we've lost Lyle Collins, yeah. uh, we've lost Amari Cooper. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's all these mo- all these parts that seem to, and what they're doing is they've only re signed, you know, because there's also um, defensive end as well. Huh? I've forgotten his name,
0: Randy Gregory. No,
1: the other guy, Doris Armstrong. Yes, thank you Lawrence. very much, man. How could I forget his name? I love him anyway. <laughs> they <laughs> he had a great year <laughs> last year. Uh, like you know, we yeah. was talking about Armstrong last year, same old yeah. thing. He's going to be good in, like I said, it. He breaks my heart every year. He's great in uh, training Crazy. camp come the season and he disappears. But last year he didn't disappear. He actually had mm-hmm. more sacks than Randy Gregory. So, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's the frustrating part is that it's it, they, they lose all these stars uh, again, you know, like you say, Randy Gregory, there's another name. And who do they bring back? So they bring back Don mm-hmm. Armstrong. It was really your third-down DPR-type guy, but still, you know, he's back. They bring back Luke Gifford. People have a very low opinion on Leighton Van Der Esch, and I get the reasons behind it. Um, I can make an argument why he's a good player, though, just as much as people can Mm. argue about how he's a bad player. And that's the trouble, is that they, they seem to be bringing back all the... That the the non starters back but not the starters and the starters seem to be going off and finding other teams to go to. And that's what's yeah. frustrating is our caps going up but our starters are disappearing.
0: Yeah, that's true. I'm just gonna bring up the comment there from DJ Dog. Um the oh, yeah. Gregory situation has Cowboys Nation even more in age than years past when my Twitter's filled with Cowboy fan rage and Stephen Jones is wearing the horns. I mean absolutely it's it's true. Mm. And I think look i think a lot of it is 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 anger towards stephen jones and i I, i'm going to bring up a counterpoint to a lot of this anger and you made the point that we always go in the second wave
1: Mm. and
0: if you look at our history in recent seasons we've picked up robert quinn i know it was a trade but it was after the first wave free agency alden smith Mm. last year brent urban Carlos Watkins, Terrell Basham,
1: Rolando McLean.
0: Rolando McLean, we picked him up off the streets, <laughs> and like the one guy, almost everybody wanted resigned this off season. Jaron Curse, we yeah. picked him up in second wave last year. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the anger, I get the annoyance, but this team has a habit of figuring it out. If you want to flick it back, though, I do get the anger, and I do have a lot of anger myself about yeah. the Lyle Collins situation.
1: It's and, frustrating, is what it is.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like, in our in our little group chat amongst ourselves as admins, like Rich and myself were, were chatting back and forth yesterday, and, like, as Rich kind of made the point, Lyle Collins started as a left guard who was switched out to right tackle, and we never gave him a chance again at left guard. Mm. We lost our starting left guard, and we've now cut Layel Collins, who could have gone back to that position. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I do get the anger that that, that is going on there. As look, I, I pull up the comment as Graham has said. Look, we're losing A minus players and keeping C plus players. It is a very fair point that Graham makes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I, and that's exactly what we're saying. Is that they? they- they seem to be shedding, you know, the starting parts, but we're mm. retaining the, the 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 next guys down. You know, um, like people are saying, oh, you know, is Brent Urban going to be the next guy? And it's like it probably will be, you know. Mm. And but here's the point: is people they're going to sign Brent Urban for argument's sake,s and then people mm. are just going to throw their arms up again and be like, why? Why aren't we doing more? Why aren't we getting Von Miller and all the rest of it? Yeah, um, there could be a plan ahead where they're trying Mm. to store cap for next season. It could be that they have plans for uh, after the draft, you just have to wait and see how it goes. Yeah, the biggest problem is, is that you get this from all the boys over in Cowboys media and girls. Yeah, sorry, and girls. Uh yes. over at, we'll uh, yeah 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 over in and, you know we, you you know as well as I do, we they, they love us to bits we love them to bits they share a lot of their information when they don't have to with us but they do mm. um, yeah but you know it's it's difficult when they're trying to tell you themselves they go in like I just say trust the process they're going Tr- trust the process trust the process and you're like mm. i trusted the process for the last two decades and where's got it got mm that's yeah. the trouble that's the trouble i have yeah. with it it's that it just seems to be that cliche statement that keeps coming out from them every year and you're just like oh, I've, yeah a mm-hmm. year before
0: yeah and again like in relation to what you're saying trust the process and a lot of what we're being told again is look they've hit on draft picks and graham does make the point we're not going to hit on draft picks every single year no and You know, we have, we do have to be careful that, you know, there's no point in stripping ourselves of some of the better players that we have just because we're trying to create cap. Because let's talk about the elephant in the room. A lot of people are just talking about, are we, are we asset stripping now for 2023? Are we effectively saying to Mike McCarthy, you're just guiding the ship and Sean Mm -hmm. Payton will be here next year. Do you know? And I don't think it's a good strategy if that is what they're trying to do.
1: Well, I mean, for starters, has anybody – like, everybody keeps saying, oh, you know, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, and they're going, like, imagine Sean Mm -hmm. Payton. Like, has anybody actually asked him? Because he's not specifically came out and said, oh, yeah, you know, next year I'm looking to come coach for the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Nobody's actually asked him, asked him the question, or in the media. He's retired. Mm -hmm. He's done. Yeah. And the, and the other point I will say as well Something that Mike McCarthy Has over, over mm. Peyton Is uh, Mike McCarthy has never been done For uh, trying to Specifically target players And injure them
0: Very true uh, he, never got, again, he never
1: got involved in the target gate scandal
0: No he didn't And like I do agree Again Graham thanks, thanks for everything You are adding to the show and if you want to Join <laughs> jump in with us but I feel for Mike McCarthy and hope he had to say it because it, it looks like literally he said no say. Dan Quinn's guys have been kept. You know, as we say, Malik Hooker, mm. they brought and Bones Fassel has had his guys. You know, like Mike McCarthy is the head coach and he doesn't seem to have gotten any regard. You know, so I, w- I, I really do hope for his sake he knows what the plan is because you know otherwise he's going to be you know if things go pear-shaped by week eight he's a sitting duck
1: yeah i agree
0: you know but anyway look (laughs) this is the prospect project show and myself and mike are going to get into an area that we love talking about wide receivers so we're going to talk about the top six wide receivers in our in our opinion this is there's a consensus amongst us, and where we would put them in the one to six is irrelevant. We're going to talk through them. And as it's we say, like don't worry guy,
1: uh, got it, yeah, somewhere. There it is. Yeah.
0: There we go. If you if you if someone is missing from the top six and you think they should be in it, we are going to come back around and we are going to have another show and talk about mm-hmm. different wide receivers. But these are guys we think should be targeted in round one and round two. So the oh, yeah. first guy and um, this is our consensus
1: is <laughs> absolutely
0: it is Chris Olave wide receiver out of the Ohio State.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll start there. Um mm-hmm. yeah. I, I tell you what, I put a post up on this. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Mm. Chris Olave, amongst all the prospects in this year's draft, he is the safest.
0: A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like Chris the, is the Chris, highest. Yeah. Chris Olave, mm. if you watch his college tape, is the safest bet. He is the guy who is the best right tree. He is the mm. guy who gets two feet in play. He was prepared for playing on Sunday. He enjoyed playing college football, but he always had his eye and was, was mentally preparing himself to play NFL football. Mm. So above anything, he has that high floor like yeah if if you flick it back to i i don't know how it is i always end up referencing the 2015 ohio state national championship team <laughs> michael thomas was on that team and michael mm-hmm. thomas did not have the numbers or the statistics or the ability to chris olave has
1: hmm mm. See now, to see because 2015, I could check my draft mm. board scores, but 2015, so I started doing them in 2014. Mm. And 15 yeah. will be a bit of an iffy year for me to <laughs> get contextual scores, um, yeah. on that. But here's what is interesting then if you want to contextualize, I went back and checked my last year's scores. Um, mm. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and Drake London are all got. An 85, which is a first round score yeah. on my board. Um, but last year you had obviously you had Chase and Devontae Smith, both of them yeah. scored higher than both Olave and Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so Garrett Wilson is my wide receiver one, but mm-hmm. if you put it with last year's class, he'd be wide receiver three. Yeah, just for some contextualism. Like,
0: yeah, I mean, to be to be fair. Nobody Like I think even if Even if you want to add in CD and Justin Jefferson's class Like
1: mm, You yeah. know
0: I think yeah. Justin Jefferson and CD Lamb Would also be above both of these guys And Robert absolutely We do wish they would make some yeah. kind of move So don't worry about
1: that <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that is And the Graham we do part.
0: see your questions we will, we will bring them up in time Don't worry about that
1: but going back to Chris Olave, I mean, mm. like, you know, it, it, we talk about him being the safest um, bet. Is the, the big thing for me, the, the number one thing for any wide receiver that I look at uh, is the first thing is route running. Like, mm. what's your route tree? How's your route stem? And how crisp are those routes at uh, both the progression part of it and at the top of the route? Are they snappy? Are they quick? Because it's all about efficiency in the NFL. Like you can, you don't need to be fast. We've seen that many times. In fact, Jerry Rice is maybe one of the slowest wide receivers in the NFL, and he holds the record. Um, yeah. You don't need to be quick. You don't need to be agile. You don't need to be powerful. But if you have a really, if you're a route technician, that's the equivalent of just like field efficiency. So that's the number one thing I look for. And Chris Olave, his routes, his route stems, especially at the very start when he goes to get off. I mean, that guy he's just—he's away and he is gone. Um, very turkey, very technical in his routes. Yeah, I mean, it's it, just honestly, it really is amazing to watch when you watch it. Yeah, I'm
0: gonna, I'm going I'm gonna ask this question. Mm. Is there a bit of Michael Irvin about him.
1: Mm, he's he's quite prototypical, you know, mm. in terms of height and size. Mike Levin yeah. was a little bit, uh, a little bit on the uh, on the higher side of that. But I know what you're saying in terms of yeah. like playmaking ability. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Mike Levin was called a playmaker. So yeah, so yeah. like as in playmaking ability, mm. um, yes, like just get the guy, y- you know, give him a chance. Throw in the ball. He will figure it out. Yeah. It Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, like, you know, you go through some of the lists of things. And, oh, hold oh, on. Here's an interesting one. I've done this. So I've taken combine <laughs> data. So I'll just yeah. let that load up. So here we go. So just to give you an idea of, like, how athletic the guy is. He's got exactly on the nose a 1.5 10 yard split. That's rapid. That ranks yep. in the 88th percentile. 40 yep. yard, he was 439. That's 86th percentile. Broad jump, a 124, sem- uh, 72nd percentile. The guy is explosive and he's got decent sized hands too. Um, so that's just a, as an example of mm. just like his his athletic traits. Do you know what I mean? Just his yeah. his basic traits. And you could just go through statistically what the guy did, that um, over 100 yards in uh, his seven last games, touchdowns. So he scored a touchdown or more in eight straight games. Mm. Yes. In his last eight straight games, which is just yep. an incredible thing to look at. And, you know... I'm trying to go through some other bits and pieces here that he has, statistically, if you like. Um, so, like, just in the last two seasons, three seasons, so his entire collegiate career, uh, you're looking at 32 touchdowns. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> that's just nuts. That's incredible. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Justin Fields was there, a lot, not the season gone, season before. And no yeah. wonder the guy done so well when he's got a guy like uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave catching balls for him.
0: Yeah. And as much as much as we're talking about Chris Olave, I just I'm just going to side note this for a second. As much as we say about Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, they were probably wide receivers two and three on Ohio State's team this year. <laughs>
1: yeah, that is true. You know, when you're going to talk about what's... I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, there's another guy that we'll talk about tonight as well. That he's seen the writing on the wall and he jumped ship, and that's why the guy slowed down on my ball. But he could see what was coming, and he was just like, I can't, I can't deal with this. This is just insane. I'm, I'm jumping ship and moving on, yeah. Um, but the one thing I will say with Chris Olave is the thing that is kind of concerning with him is that uh, you don't want him to try and catch those 50 50 balls, contested catches forget it mm. but that's not how he wins yeah. anyway it's not that mm-hmm. that's not his style of game his style of game is very much like Jerry Rice was to to separate yeah. on the field to get separation to get open um have an accurate passer like i say like Justin Fields yeah. is a good example that yeah. accurate passer who's got a good um ball placement who can put it where it needs to be because he will separate and he will catch it he will go mm. and get it yeah. Um, you know, he the the balance the guy has and the body control as well. I mean I'm just going through, you know, I've just put some of the things on, on on my list, strong hands. Yeah. Um, and he's very tracking. much two hands catcher. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he doesn't need to be at the body. Um, no, nope. you know, like uh, that's one thing you you try to look for is how many body catches are they making and how many is mm-hmm. he making away from his body? And he doesn't drop the yeah. ball all that often. Uh, what have I nope. got down is five drops, which is is not good, you know, but it's not bad. No, nope. it's it's nope. not great, you know, but it, it all depends on the type of game that they're playing. You have to take it in with some uh context, but you mm-hmm. know, I've got it all your natural pass catcher, as you said, reliable hands. Um, yeah. Focus passing, concentration, catches, all there. Can snatch the ball out of the air. Um, mm-hmm. Overall speed is good. Burst is even better, as we mentioned with the 10 yard split. Yeah. Um, what else? We a fluid athlete, explosive, mm-hmm. uh, can breeze past defenders, which is uh, one of the uh, more impressive <laughs> traits that go along with what he's got. But as I say, <laughs> the negatives are, and another thing as well is versatility is a negative for Chris O'Reilly. Because you you literally, you're only going to use him on the outside as that outside wide receiver or or vertical passer. Mm. Maybe throw some option routes in there as well. Um, But you're not going to be putting him on special teams. You're not going to be trying to move him around the field too much. He's going to go on the outside. You know that's where he's going to go. Try and get a lot of play action in there so that he can go for the kill.
0: Yeah, like the, the, there have been a few questions which have come in and just kind of, you touched on it there in terms of where you're going to play Chris Olave because DJ Dog is making the point here, CD can play slots, so ideally you'd hope to get a wide receiver who can play both and then make your top three wide receivers versatile. I mean, if you're looking at Chris Olave as a wide receiver, are you look you're looking at him as an and or a wide receiver?
1: Like I would say. With
0: Gallup as your Y and then C D yeah. playing as your as your third guy. No, obviously, depending on the situation, that'll change, but that that's ideally what you're looking at.
1: Yeah, kind of like think like with the Eagles have done with last year's draft pick, Devontae Smith. Mm. Exactly yeah. how you're gonna want to play Chris Olave, that way. Yeah. yeah. He is that type of guy, you know? Um, Absolutely. Just without the Heisman.
0: Yeah. And, um, look, let's be fair, De- like, Devontae Smith had a great Heisman season, but he was in no way favoured to be the Heisman winner in that season. No one would have earmarked him for it.
1: Oh, no. I mean, he chose to go back for the fourth year, you know, yeah. which is com- somewhat commendable, you know?
0: Yeah. I'm not, I'm just going to pull up a comment here from Graham because he, <laughs> I saw this in our own private chat and he put it in. Is Christian Kirk being paid fifteen million because these guys aren't usual standard first rounders?
1: <laughs> I
0: I would say any of the any of the six guys we're going to discuss tonight is a far better receiver than Christian Kirk. Mm. And I like Christian Kirk coming out of college.
1: Yeah, and he played for Texas A&M, and you're saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know that 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 says it all. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah. I mean, um, but I, as I say, I, I've got Chris Olave on my board with an 85 score. So you need 85.0 or above yeah. to be a first-round grade. So yeah. he's, he's he's right there. Um yeah. Like, I, there's not much more to add. Like, you know, all, no. all of his combine results are all right where they need to be. They're all in the green. Um, so I yeah. give them different colours. Green is... Above where it needs to be. So he's he, he's literally above everything where he needs to be. Um, yeah. As I say, he, he's a separator. He's that type of guy. Um, he's yeah. not going to get you, he, as another negative, he's not going to get you much yak because he's not very creative with the ball in terms no. of um, trying to dance around plays. He's going to try and beat you with feed. Uh, feed? feet. Feet? 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 He's going <laughs> to beat you in a foot race. He's going to try yeah. and. Running down and that's really about it. He'll do a bit of motion, but it's not really that that side of his game. Yeah. Um yeah. so you know, middle of the field is where you're gonna be wanting to hit him. You know, yeah. he's gonna go down, da- he's gonna go down not easily, but he is gonna go down. He's not gonna be that type of guy, and then yeah. it's on to the next play.
0: Yeah. So if we if if we flip it over just before before we do. do do flip it over to the to the next guy. DJ Doug, we do notice comments you're you're putting in about Sky Moore. And as we said before before we kind of started into these guys, Sky Moore is not in our top six and you know we we, we do accept he's in your top five. Sky Moore is a guy we're gonna talk about in the next batch wide receivers that we have. So you know we you know it's great to see you interact and we do love the interaction because otherwise we're just talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> but you know it is and anyone else who's listening, if you have a top five or a top six, let us know what you think what, what you think you know it is it's an interactive show. We want to know everybody's opinion. So I'm gonna flip it over and we're not we're not going very far. We're going to mm-hmm. the other side of the field from Ohio State and Garrett Wilson yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he, this is my wide receiver one. I don't know about you. Is he your yeah. wide receiver one? Yeah. Cause I
0: have a, I've Olave one. Olave's one for me, but okay. again, I can see I can see the case for Garrett Wilson being one as
1: well. Yeah, you're not gonna go wrong with either, you know. I and I no. get I get why people will. Um so so what is it for you Olave does, but is it is it the efficiency that beats Wilson, is it? It's or the the safe, the safety.
0: It's the efficiency, it's the higher floor, it's the sure-handedness that he has, and it's that he's always been preparing himself to play on Sunday. So he's mm-hmm. been planning years ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, the, the, what is funny is that that they, in terms of what they are, they're just starkly different, like, totally, mm. totally different. That There's a yeah. little bit of C.D. Lamb with, with mm. garrett wilson uh he's gonna be you know he's that type of guy you want to have from the slot really mm-hmm. um traded to cleveland oh yeah yeah that's right yeah that was yeah. interesting. We, we... um yeah he's he's yeah. really a yak daddy Where we were saying chris Olave, yeah. he's not gonna try and dance around that guy mm. garrett wilson's the opposite he's the guy you want to get the ball too quickly a lot of high-volume concepts, a lot of RPOs involved in it. Get him the ball, get it to him quickly, mm-hmm. Let and just let him loose, like we do with CD Lamb. Yeah. Sure, yeah. you can let him on, on deep routes. You can go for all of that. He's still going to do that. Um, I mean, he's got the same amount of drops. Uh, what is interesting with him, though, is um, yards after the catch it is just like – I mean, that's just – mental, but okay, Um is missed tackles, uh, and what is crazy is how he's utilised, so you're going to see a lot of, if you go watch the tape, you will see yeah. the deep passes, you will see him catching it, yeah. but you'll see screens from the slot, Um yeah. it's very, they try and move him around a lot to try and utilise that, that yak ability that he has, um, yeah. He is, for me, the the, the better of, of the two, only because he offers a lot more in terms of I – mean, and I know I, I'm eating my own words. When I said the first thing I look at it, it, is route running because that's efficiency on the field in the NFL. Yeah. But Garrett Wilson does – he does have good route running. There's nothing wrong yeah. with it. Um, he, a, a very smooth accelerator. Um. And I think when we were talking about the in terms of the negative side, Wilson does the opposite to Olave in terms of body catching. He does yeah. like to catch it into his body as opposed to away from his body, which is what Olave will do. Um, yeah. But he, 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 there's one of these things that you saw with Justin Fields, especially. Is he just mm-hmm. he? he, he there, there was the connection there, right? And I think there was more of a connection with him. And you've seen it with CJ Stroud as well, where you see the connection between him and Wilson more than you saw it with him and Olave. For whatever reason, but you saw it with both quarterbacks. And that just to me says that there's just something more of a a spark there to make that chemistry work. And Mm. I, you know, he can, as I say, and I'll go through some of the the, the positives I've written down for him, is that um, on deep routes, he can get separation, so that was important. Across yeah. the middle on crossing routes, he does extend his arms to catch away from the body, so I have put that in there. Um, after the crack catch, difficult to bring down. I mean, this is a guy who's six foot one ninety two. Okay, um, yeah. I get I get his combine notes up as well, Um, just yeah. to give you some other, <laughs> some more information because his combine was even more crazier than Chris Olave's. So yeah. his ten yard split was even faster. It was one four nine, um, yeah. which is ninety second percentile. Talking about you know his strength and his size, uh, um, his hand size was uh, nine and seven eight, which is eighty second percentile. But then um, forty yard dash four three eight. Bear in mind the guy's one ninety two, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine a, a four three eight coming at you. That's ninetieth percentile. Vertical jump thirty six. Which is mm-hmm. more than average. It's fifty-seven. Yeah. Broad jump one two three sixty-fifth percentile, um, mm. which is just it, it, they're just crazy numbers when you look at them all. Yeah. Um, and was like, a, what was the other point I was going to make with his? I did write it down, and I've lost my notes on it. But there was another mm. point with his combine that was very interesting. Yeah. And i will probably I'll I'll circle back to it when I remember. Yeah. Um. But like, you know. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: For 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 me, Wilson was the obvious winner at the combine on day one for the wide mm-hmm. receivers. He absolutely nailed it, as you kind of said. Stroud and Field both went to him, even though Chris Olave has a better route tree, and he has that ability after the catch to get mm-hmm. away from defenders. Mm-hmm. So, as you like. I agree. Yes, he, he there's no debate. He could be the wide receiver one in this class. And the only reason I go with Olavi is the, the route tree, because that mm. translates to the NFL, mm. and the higher floor, that translates to the NFL. There's the
1: safety aspect of yeah. it. Yeah, I get it. It, yeah.
0: it. it is a case that he's going to have to find a QB and I think Graham made the point here that he picked, I think Graham picked him last night, uh, picked Garrett Wilson last night for the Falcons and it is true like he's going to have to find a QB who will work with him and will want to find him at all at all areas of the field yeah Um. I'm kind of thinking was it a street cone that was the most impressive thing
1: In for Williams no, I'm sorry, for, Wilson for Wilson, yeah. Uh, is splits it really on the 40 and the 10 with the fastest. Yeah. I'll bring it back up, yeah. Now. Um, but just another note on Wilson, just a little tidbit that I've added is in his last three career games, 381 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that, that is just insanity. Um, yeah. I'm trying to have a look. Uh, Eleven, so twenty-three touchdowns during his college career. Garrett Wilson. I don't have a cone. He didn't run the cone drills. His faster. Yeah. He, his his splits were. His ten and his forty-yard dash. Do, do you know what? Right. Here's a crazy fact for you. Do you know who owns the fastest ten-yard split at the combine?
0: I can actually pull this up, I think,
1: because... No, no, DJ no, you got to do it. Oh, did
0: he? I think, I, I think I DJ Dog did bring this point up. I'm just trying to find... Sky Moore had a 138.
1: Uh, actually, no, that's still not fastest. <laughs> yeah, the, well, the fastest to ever run the 10-yard split. And when I say it, you'd be like, that doesn't sound right. Fastest 10-yard split the combine ever recorded was Des Bryant.
0: I'm not going to lie; that does not sound right.
1: It doesn't oh, sound right.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Hold on, that's
0: startling.
1: I, I, I know just, I read it before.
0: Just what? Whilst you're doing that, I am going to pull up a couple of comments here from DJ Dog in relation to the Sean Watson trade. So what? Baker Mayfield is now. lol, and Baker is requesting a trade. I think. This reflects, Mike, what you and I both thought coming out of college. The Baker Mayfield is not an NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just so you know, Des Bryant's 10 yard split is faster than the was. He still owns the highest 10 yard split.
0: Wow. <laughs> that is. That, that it doesn't is make sense.
1: When you think of Des Bryant, you're like, huh? You're like, that's not how we yeah. know. But go and check it out. No. But continue, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt
0: you Yeah, no, li- literally literally, I was, I was talking about um, The Deshaun Watson trade And Baker Mayfield mm. I made reference to the fact neither of us thought Baker Mayfield is an NFL Quarterback uh, Graham is making the point here Colts on line one for Baker okay, I think yeah. they would be better And Jamie did make this point In our group chat That, that the Colts might make that call I still think Sam Ellinger would beat him out.
1: <laughs> it depends if he's able to throw the ball further than 10 yards.
0: Yeah, that's that, <laughs> that true. It, it depends on the wide receiving core. core.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically. But, yeah.
0: Again, and look, Graham is making the point, and this is the question we'll circle back around to, will any of the top five wide receivers be available at 24? We'll circle back to 100%. that, Graham, but definitely... De- definitely there should there should be someone available but oh, yeah. you made reference to the fact that someone left ohio state because mm-hmm. they could see what was coming and as we say we've mentioned chris olav and we've mentioned Garrett wilson and they were the wide receivers two and three behind yeah. a freshman this year mm-hmm. in jackson smith and jigba yeah <laughs> so you know that shows and look it shows tune in in two years time folks because some of the wide receivers that will be coming out in 2024 are out of this world i'm thinking (laughs) of jackson smith and jake bound thinking of xavier worthy from texas Mm. there are some outstandingly talented receivers going to be in that class but jameson williams who is now of alabama and previously Mm. of ohio state left ohio state because he couldn't compete and yet still Mm -hmm. went on and again I'm just going to bring up the point that Graham made back up here um, is that is Jameson Williams not our number one because of the injuries that he picked up
1: the the injuries I mean I I get it the injury is Mm -hmm. bad I mean it was a knee injury for stars, so Mm -hmm. um, we we all don't want to go there you tie in that obviously as well with the transfer and he transferred because of not getting enough playing time which I, I I understand, and I get, but also in my mind, I just think it, it mm. battle it, battle it and get in there and yeah. um he's not yet yeah, for me he's not wide receiver one, not just because of that there's other reasons too um mm-hmm. knee injury the transfer the reasons behind it is i'm not a fan of either um you know. Oh. If it's because you've got the talent and you feel that he's not being showcased and you're going to miss it, Mm. then fair enough. If you think that it's because you're not going to be good enough to outbeat the guys ahead of you, then I've got a problem. And that was really kind of where Jameson Williams fell into. Mm. Um, The ACL tear, as I say, that that, that was bad. The knee injury um, was a concern. Um, I mean, if you want to go through other reasons, what I've got is... So let's have a look. Jameson Williams is... His body proportion as well is a bit weird. So he's quite tall. He's like six foot three and one hundred and eighty nine pound. And it just it it does look odd, but he makes it work, which is fair enough. Yeah. Um, Six drops on the season, so you're okay. Yards after the catch, per reception, is right up there. He's he's very near the top. Deep yards Mm. as well. Deep yard catcher. Um, But like I'm just. just, just gonna go back for one
0: second. What did you say his measurements were? Because I've I a different set of measurements, and I'm going. Me, Whoa! Yeah. I think you said uh, 6'3192, six three one
1: ninety two. No, 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 no. Yeah, sorry. Like he's just shy of six two, so six six one and a bit. And yeah, and hundred and eighty pound.
0: Yeah, no, that no, that's literally what I had, and I was going. Ah, did I miss? Did I miss here you?
1: Yeah, probably speaking <laughs> like, too fast.
0: <laughs> because I'm just on like Jesus for a guy to be six two and to be less than what thirteen stone. I mean, uh, I'm six four.
1: That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, I'm I'm between fi- I'm fifteen and a half to sixteen stone. So uh, and it makes the you know, you
1: proportions need... look all weird. Yeah. because it makes yeah. him look slight, which is he is. Um, and... yeah. Hey, hey Presto! You know he's getting injuries, albeit yeah. a dreaded ACL tear. But yeah. still, um, and you know, like you go about other things. Is there's is issues with consistency, which mm. is a problem. Um, his use of hands securing deep throws can be an issue. Um, he lets uh, so one of the ones that I absolutely hate allows the ball into his pads and chest. Don't like it because obviously yeah. you've got. You've got the issue of ricochet, getting a tackle, getting beaten, the ball's bobbling Mm. around, it's up in the air. No, not a fan of that. And he does let that happen. But it doesn't mean to say that he's not a good receiver. Now, as I said, 85 85 for me, an 85 score gives you a Mm. first-round grade. And Jameson Williams... And one of the knocks on him is obviously injuries. You have to take that into account. Yeah. He finished with an 84.6. So he's only yeah. just Josh shy tried. of his yeah. first round grade. And that's with the injury. So it goes to show you yeah. how good he is. Um, but the, the the ACL tear, so, I mean, we'll try and get some more news out of that one. Yeah. Transfer was an issue, so puts a character knock yeah. against him. Um, yeah. But apart from everything else, um, like some of the things I've put in here, he, he's a quick route worker. Goes through his progressions of his route very, very quickly. Very progressive, smooth cool. accelerator, which is really good because that gives you Ooh. your quarterback to work too. Um, snappy in his route. Routes. Loves nine yeah. routes and the post route. So obviously he's yeah. working for me though. It, it depends how you're going to use him, but I would try and utilize him, which is why I, I'm not a fan of him being at the Cowboys. that's that Z yeah. or. Type re- re- receiver, he's not going to be a guy you want to play as the axe.
0: Yeah. I'm just, just going to pull up a couple of comments here. So, Graham has just kind of Bucky Brooks rankings are Drake London, Jameson Williams, mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, John Dotson, and Traylon Burks, both of whom we're going to co- all three of those guys we're going to yeah. come to in, in our next.
1: Funny enough, Drake London, the very first paragraph I got on here is could have been wide receiver one yeah that, that's, uh, that's the first d- thing I've put yeah uh, the guy um, is an absolute beast
0: yeah i'm just going to pull up this other comment because i uh, i'm i'm going to declare my now undying love for dj dog xavier worthy stills two more years at the great university of texas <laughs> dj dog there you go my friend <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, going back to Jameson Williams, there is yeah. there's a lot, and, and like you know, I love using the word monster. He is a monster um, in yeah. terms of his ability to to stretch the field vertically, get down, track mm-hmm. the ball, catch the deep ball. That, that, that's what he is. Very elusive with his footwork. Very slippery. You watch it snapping ankles, as they say. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's there's some issues with consistency. Issues with securing the ball on deep throws and letting it get to his pads and the ACL tear as well. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Drake London we'll get to in a moment, you know. yeah, Both both issues are the same and the reason I got London higher is for the, he's got, his positives are a lot more and yeah. he, he stuck through thick and thin with, uh, with USC. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's very true. Um, so if if it came down to it, Mike, and like I I I think I know how you're going to answer this question. Mm-hmm. If Jameson Williams was an option at 24, would you draft him? No. I agree. No. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I just I, I'm trying to picture that offense now, and how how are you? Because really, you're going to have mm. two guys, really. Yeah battling for the same type of role yeah. and position and both of them if you move them out of that to the to the outside become less effective. Mm-hmm. They're better to drift in and out. So yeah. that's that's my reasons why. Um yeah. also until I know you know we try and get some more information on his how bad the knee is because nobody knows, nobody's seen anything mm. uh yeah. from him. Um I'm trying to go through this. He was still on the SEC first team last year, so that's yeah. a big one. And he did he was Alabama's number one receiving option over there. On a down yeah. for Alabama, you know. Yeah, I
0: mean it like it it was a very strange year for Alabama, yeah. Because they won the SEC title game and they mm-hmm. blew up Georgia.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: the national championship they never got started. No, and um, you know that that was in a year where you were going. The wide receivers, there's no Jerry Judy, there's no Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. They're they they're running back Brian Robinson Jr. was good, but he wasn't Najee Harris. He wasn't Derek Henry, mm-hmm. and. You know, the only thing that, that that got them there, I think, was the fact of, as usual, they had a beast of an O line, and they had a quarterback.
1: Yeah, which I is mean, like, you
0: don't normally say about Alabama.
1: No, I, and talking about the SEC championship game, you know, Jamison Williams, he goes off on a, he, he, That that was probably his mm. best game of the season. Yeah, you know, he's like two hundred yards, two touchdowns. You know, yeah. Don't quote yeah. me exactly on that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> don't just, worry. Don't worry. It was either two or three touchdowns, and he's close to yeah, two hundred yards on the day. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so no, it was. That's the type of guy that you 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 get with Jameson Williams.
0: I th- I I think Graham is trolling uh, the great Sir Ian Wilson with with this comment. Wonder which one the Packers will bite on
1: <laughs>
0: in terms of these um, wide receivers.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think. I do you know what? I think it'd be like the Dotson type that they will want to go for.
0: And look, let look. that's a brilliant segue, because that was exactly where I was going to go. <laughs> All right, then. If, if, if we were doing this la- this time last year,
1: yeah,
0: and you and I do that a little bit together and on the College Collective Facebook page, <laughs> yeah. Jahan Dodson was the wide receiver one this time last year.
1: Yeah, very true. Yeah. You know, we
0: we we, we talked about the, we, we had our thing where we had the game of the week and we
1: game we of the picked, week, yeah, yeah.
0: We we picked three games out and picked three guys in in college games to talk okay. about. And yeah. um, I think the first game I picked out was Penn State and Nebraska. I think.
1: Yeah, 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 that's season. right. No, it was, it was. I can remember because Nebraska is your, your semi-college team, see?
0: Yeah, Nebraska is because look, I nearly ended up living in Nebraska. Okay. So, I was going to have to go to Corn Husker.
1: Yeah, you were going to live off corn and farming.
0: Yeah, there we go. Although I say that, I say that
1: the headquarters of Walmart is in Nebraska. So, there you go. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. But as we say, this time last year, and after anyone who was doing mock drafts and boards straight after the draft last year, looking at 2022, Jahan Dotson was almost unanimously, the number one right receiver on boards. And Mm -hmm. he has slipped in the last year. So what's caused that? Have other receivers passed him out? Has he regressed? Has he stalled? Or is he still potentially Uh, that guy?
1: No, he's still a really good guy. The issue why people have put him down... Um, on his book, good, good. He was at the senior bowl, good senior bowl as well. Um, but yeah. his issue is his size. That's the big yeah. one is that the guy is he's even like people had issues last year with Devontae Smith. Like, mm. Dotson's even smaller, he's yeah. 5'10, 170 odd pound. Hold on, 178 is what I 178,
0: 178
1: pound, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, also his. There was nothing wrong in the drills, but in the athletic testing in the combine, Mm -hmm. he didn't really, he didn't shine. You know what I mean? And and I'm sure guys, you want to see them with the explosive drills and the cone drills. And he did the three cone and the three, it was awful. It was slower than uh, DK Metcalf's um yeah and, and you know that and you wouldn't expect to see that mm. whether whether there was issues that he hadn't practiced for it enough perhaps or there was a slip yeah. or something happened I don't know but a lot of it is that people are weary of his uh, of the size um yeah. he hasn't had a history of injuries but that is the issue and the trouble you got is once you get to the NFL level the, yeah. the, the cornerbacks, the safeties, they all get bigger, they all get faster, and one of the mm. issues Dodson has is uh, he can get knocked off his rights very, very easily because of yeah. his size because the size he can get knocked off. When you get to the NFL level, that's going to happen more frequently and more often and even more yeah. easier. So I yeah. think scouts are looking at that and going, mm, I don't know if I want to bet on that completely." yeah and that's the issue.
0: Yeah, like I literally, I just, I just pulled this up because it was something that was rattling around in my head was in terms of Justin Jefferson. Ju- so Justin Jeff- Jefferson, Jefferson's six foot two, just shy of fifteen stone, mm. Uh two hundred and ten pounds. I mean, it, that feeds in perfectly to the point that you make in terms of size because one of the big things you had all last off season about Devontae Smith as you said, you, you repeatedly called him the Slim Reaper, yeah, he is, yeah. he's too small. Um, I think it was shown all through last season is he's too small, he's too slight, and I think in seasons coming, he's going to get injured because doesn't he happen. doesn't have the weight on his frame. And um, You know, the guys like that, you have, to, you have to nearly almost exclusively play them in the slot. And mm-hmm. if you do that, you're opening them up to 250-pound linebackers who are going to destroy
1: them. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, he's not a slow guy. Um, mm. I, fine in terms of his 40-yard dash, that was fine. His vertical was average. Just everything else, no, nothing pops out at you, you know. Was for a guy okay. of his size, you wanted, you just wanted more or something else to be going mm. on there um as i say it's just i think it's just that in their minds and i I know this to be for fact to be true is that there are some Mm. scouts in the nfl and they have a a size profile in their mind and if it doesn't match that they're off off, that's it they're done and um you know he does the arm length is fine but you know it just it's not adequate enough for everything else that goes along with it and when corners get their hands on them and it it happens a lot in the NFL is that in the NFL the corners learn to play man coverage a lot better yeah. and, and press down on the wide receiver more this is a guy who's going to struggle to be press man he will struggle to do that um yeah. but the one thing i will say is that um, that I found out is that he played uh, track and field, and he is a state champion mm. in the four hundred meters. Yeah, which is just crazy.
0: It is, it is, and it do- it does it does feed back into that whole thing of Penn State guys always being all rounders. Yeah, because you know, it 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 like if you look at Mike Parsons, had a huge wrestling background.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you know, so so they don't want guys that are just. One sport, you need to be able to do three, four sports, and mm. you know have 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 a good ability around it. But if if I pose the question, is Johan Dotson pro- probably going to be a guy who slides into the second? I think he
1: is stage? a second for me. Yeah, he's. A, I've got a yeah. um, as a second round grade, um, yeah. Again, just just shy. So literally, but between Dotson and Jamison Williams, they practically touch it. They're both yeah. almost exactly like you. You couldn't do, like their scores mm. are like a difference by point one, which is nothing. Yeah. Um. So like, but they're both second round players. Um, yeah. F- for definite, um, they're not a guy yeah. I put, like. If if they're available and there's none of the first round. Round mm. wide receivers, they just leave it, yeah, because the second round wide receivers are plentiful. Um, yes, uh, you know, and this is a guy who he's fast, he's rapid, never mm. drops the ball, does not drop the ball, which is something yeah. that you know we know the cowboys wide receivers have had trouble yeah. with in the past, yeah. Um, and when he's got the ball in his hands, like Devontae Smith, he's got good vision, he's mm. gonna uh, do all the rest of it, and as well, I know for a fact this for a fact is he's returned punts as well. Um, so you yeah. got the versatility side. And I was just running through some of the other little stats like this is just absolutely crazy that against Maryland, uh, this year 11 catches, 242 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, my, yeah, and I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I know that's obviously against that, you know, against yeah, uh, against Maryland, but still, you know, yeah. it's still impressive to have sort of seen that, you know. Look,
0: I I can't say anything about performances against Maryland considering my Longhorns <laughs> lost two seasons in a row to the Terrapins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just bringing up a couple of comments here. DJ Dog says he likes Jameson Williams' traits and he believes he goes in the late first. I don't think there's a disagreement there from us no, in terms of no. that. And then nope. Graham is just, just bringing up the point, which of the receivers is the most pro-ready?
1: Hmm. I think
0: we're probably looking to Ohio State, guys.
1: Yeah. Drake London as well, uh, yeah. I would say. But if, if you was going to say the most pro-ready between the so really the most pro-ready is wilson Olave london if i had to yeah. choose between one of those three i would say probably all, all in all in an all-around sense Olave. yeah yeah He he's the guy um, who you can immediately start
0: yeah absolutely and look you've, you've mentioned the name so i'm gonna throw it over to you in terms of drake london out of usc yeah. i mean He's he's a guy, and for me, he's a better version of
1: Juju Smith Schuster. Uh, I see where you're going. I, I like yeah. if you want to go down the comp road, I put Alshon yeah. Jeffrey.
0: Yeah, I saw that reference as well. In yeah. that he's very much his vertical wide receiver, mm-hmm. and he's he's he has the ability to catch the ball, make it his own, and break tackles and get you those home runs oh, yeah. if
1: needed. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, like, because he got the injury as well, um, mm. you know, which was a shame. I'll try and bring it up. but So, yeah, yeah. same thing, same situation again. Um, another guy you could go down the road of, what he's maybe more like rather than Alshon, because Alshon Jeffrey was a jump ball specialist. Yeah. So I think a better version of, or... Another version you could call him of is Mike Evans, that downfield threat. Yeah. Literally sets up shop downfield. That's what he does. That's Drake London. Um, Yeah. Does have a lot of drops on his resume. But, again, contextually, that's because of the type of game that he plays. Especially especially at USC. Um, Yeah. So you've got a lot of bracketed um, defences on him on that side of the field. So he's got a lot of 50 50 balls, a lot of jump balls, a lot of deep balls with an overhang on him. So that's why you're getting these drops. They're not concentration drops. They're just that, you know, they've come off his hands at the catch point, um, being under duress, you know? So he, he, I mean, the guy, I'm telling you, like I say, the first thing I put on there could have been wide receiver one. Um, yeah. And, and here's a good point that, that, Gives you an idea of the type of player that he is. He's an ex basketball player, and we've seen this before in the NFL. So, all the jump balls, all the explosive, um, the explosiveness, if you like, that you get from it is because of his basketball traits. Uh, And he, he literally, during the time where he wasn't injured, because um, you know, again, you know, when you're talking of USC, you're talking the Pac-12, and I know what people are going to say about the Pac-12, but I say this with the pack 12 yeah. I do the FCS. That if you're really yeah. good, like say Trevor Penning, yeah, yeah, um, I want to see you to be like the the dad playing against his younger sons. You know, the yeah. man, among, the man and yeah. boys, and that was Drake London. He absolutely, totally was. He was yeah. spoiling the show. Spoil the like, show, he was. I, I, I,
0: get where you're coming from, and to be fair, there are some pretty elite cornerbacks in the Pac-12. I like. I'm thinking of Trent McDuffie and I know yeah, yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. couple. There was a couple of Washington secondary players last year as well in the draft. Names are escaping me right now, but Drake London, as you say, still made it look like dads against sons.
1: Yeah.
0: In, yeah. in his performances So it feeds into that point As you say that he could be Wide receiver one And that's probably Like it's very rare That you actually find The first drafted wide receiver Even second or third It, it, it generally tends to be A second round pick or a third round pick That ends up being the best wide receiver In a draft yeah, class he, he,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: You know, So Drake London As you say could eventually be that guy
1: Yeah, I mean like just going into some of his deeper stats for you, just so you get more of a picture of what this guy is like. Is in terms of contested catches, last season he had nineteen, that ranks first. Um screen catches twenty-seven, ranks ninth. Deep Mm -hmm. catches fifteen, that ranks 11th. Um so like you start to get a picture. But here's some just like some other points that his yards per route right run are right at the very top of all the wide receivers in this year's draft yeah. cast at 3.5. His drop rate is somewhere in the middle. Um, but his contested catch rate is at 68%, which is just phenomenal. It's just like, yeah, what, what, what do you expect? And then you you take all of that, he still finishes the season with um seven touchdowns, over a thousand uh, over a thousand yards, um 88 catches, and yeah. You go through it, his wide snaps, his slot snaps, his snaps close to the line. They're all there. So he's moved around as you would expect with USC, to move him around as that, that particular piece. Um to yeah. try and get to try and get him open, you know. Um the big the big yeah. problem with him, the biggest problem you're gonna have with him is his speed. He does lack s- speed. As I say, there's a season injury, yeah, season ended injury in October. Um, and people will specify a lot on the drop passes. But just yeah. I, I, what I would do is go and find the drop passes and watch them and contextualise them. Because some of them yeah. you will go, uh, okay, yeah, I can, I, I can see that. Uh, I can, yeah. uh, and some of them you will go, yeah, no, that is a drop. But not all of them are. Yeah.
0: The, the, the question I'm going to ask is Drake London obviously is a junior. And we've yeah. seen what's happened with USC in this off season. So I know you, you're a guy who's very much an advocate for for a guy going back for a year if they need it. Yeah, yeah. Is this
1: yeah.
0: A, is this a guy who would have benefited from another year in college?
1: Yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Of all the wide receivers we're talking about, he's probably the one yeah. that would have benefited the most. Yeah. Um. You know, maybe not so much like we was talking like the Devontae Smith. They were for different reasons. But yeah. Um. Uh. You know, there's there's guys we speak about. You know, all the time. Should they have gone back? Drake <laughs> London is that type of guy. Yeah, uh, and you, you would probably be coming out. He's a first round. Yeah, I've still got him as a. He's bang on. He's eighty five, eighty five point yeah. zero. So he's bang on a first round grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he could have. And it, it, the issue again is the Pac twelve issue we had two years ago because they shut that yeah. conference completely down. Yeah. So a lot of these Pac twelve guys are having. That stifled year of development yeah. because they never got to play. So yeah. take London's an exact another example of that. Who, if uh he go back for another year and played his senior year, he could play as a super senior as well if he really wanted to play two years. Yeah. And um there you've got more, you know, he's gonna be played more instinctually.
0: Yeah. And like the the the, the reason I ask, and look I know I know as a, as a as a longhorn, I hate talking about it was Going back for another year under a Lincoln-Riley system was only going to improve and pad out and oh, yeah make his, his statistics look more impressive. Because if there's one thing Lincoln-Riley can do, obviously he can get quarterbacks, Heisman Trophy winners into the NFL.
1: Oh yeah,
0: but he can also get wide receivers. We've been the beneficiary of one of those wide receivers into
1: the NFL. Exactly, you know, because one feed, you know, the left hand feeds the right in that sense. So yeah, Yeah. and you know, um, I don't know if you've seen though. Have you seen the pictures of Lincoln Riley's? um, How he's he's done upgrades to the to to the property?
0: Oh, I I I believe I haven't, but I uh, I can only imagine.
1: Sick, mm-hmm. sick. Yeah. Um, no, he,
0: so long as I don't need to, so long as I don't see any more attempts at brisket from
1: Lincoln Riley. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was awful. Um I, I tell you one thing though, I know uh Chuck Kelly is absolutely pantsing it, right? I, as soon as you know, he's the one mm. guy who went as soon as he saw Lincoln Riley going to USC, he went, oh, just throw in the towel, let's go home. You just know it. Yeah. Because you know what's yeah. coming. He's literally, what's funny is Lincoln Riley now over there. And you think of the, the, the quarterbacks that are on that West yeah. Coast that, that yeah. come out. Lincoln Riley owns them all now. He just has yeah. his pick. You just go, right, you, you, yeah. and you. I, and, the, yeah. you know, or, Oregon and the rest of you guys, you can pick the rest. You can have whatever's left yeah. over.
0: There's yeah. no
1: Justin Let's... Herbert going on anymore.
0: No. Like I mean, you you and I talked about this at length. As soon as that announcement was made, was that effectively USC has locked up the Pac for the next however long Lincoln Riley is with USC? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Now look, we also we also threw a bit of shade at him, and we're not going to get into that. But <laughs> uh, it it definitely look feeding back into say as we say the wide receiver talk in terms of drake london
1: and
0: what what he can be yes maybe he should have benefited and taken that extra year Mm -hmm. but he's still he's still borderline first round wide receiver ability the last guy that we're gonna talk about yep and DJ Dog is bringing up the point here. Lincoln Riley and Caleb Williams are going to USC there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that trash school that they've left, you know, we got, we're delighted to see the back of them. Mm. But the last guy we're going to talk about is a guy who made absolute ribbons, again, of my beloved <laughs> Longhorns trailing work Uh, out of arkansas i mean this guy is probably a guy who's not been talked about near enough Mm. yeah he's he's been overlooked he can do everything that the five guys we've talked about already can do he's a bit of an all-rounder yeah and because of that because he's he's your all round wide receiver he's not getting the love that the rest of the wide receivers are getting
1: hmm yeah I I, I like I, you're saying you know that he, he took out taxes. he took out a tackle and he scored the winning touchdown um yeah. or, or sorry no he scored um it, it, it you can call it the winning touchdown it was the, the yeah. final touchdown for the uh, that won them the game it it was to fight a really score. Yeah, 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 but you know, we still got like over 160 yards, and it was like a 90-yard receiving touchdown against Texas A&M. So, yeah, yeah. thanks for that. But the one thing I will say <laughs> that, uh, that people <laughs> that people are thinking about, all right, and we put a I put a post up a couple of days ago, yesterday, in fact, on Traylon Burks' stats, right? And mm. here's a crazy thing to add to it: is he's from Arkansas, yeah, um, Jerry. Loves him some Arkansas.
0: Mm-hmm. He does. and
1: th- There is that connection there.
0: Yeah. Um, like, if if you look at Traylon Burbs, right, he doesn't have the tree of Chris Olave.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: doesn't have the footwork of Garrett Wilson. He doesn't have the ability to separate like Jameson Williams. Yeah. But yet, I would say he has the ability of all of them.
1: Yeah, he's up there. Like my issue with him is his motor. that he seems to give up on plays way too easily. If he didn't, he'd probably have a higher grade. It was the one thing mm. uh, that you got marked down the most on because it's all on a scoring. So, yeah. Uh, one day I'll bring it all up from scouting academy and his categories, and you give it scores and you talk them up, and away you go. Um, and. Yeah, it, 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 in terms of that was a problem. Didn't run many routes as well. I agree with you. Um yeah. so he's going to be entering like the NFL with a very limited tree, which is already mm. a problem as we've spoken about. Yeah. Um like people will say is there an issue with drops? No, there's not, but there is an issue with concentration, but that goes back again mm. to that effort motor type thing. He just mm. gives up on these plays way too easily. Um yeah, but I, I tell you something that I will I did find out that you know they wear the GPS data on the players. Yeah. Trinbergs was the fastest last season, 23 miles yeah. an hour.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so he was the fastest, but he's used all over the field. Uh, um, I mean, like I put the stats up and I'll bring it up now. So this is what I posted the other day, mm. and this is since 2020. Yards after the catch, nine hundred and eighty-five. That ranks second amongst all wide receivers. Yeah, uh, catches of fifteen plus yards since 2019. 56. That ranks third. Um yeah. is receiving grade 92.6. That's since 2020. That's number one. He is the number one wide receiver since 2020. Um yeah. grade out of the slot this season. 94. Yeah. That's first wide yeah. receiver in the red zone this season. 94. That's first, yeah. Passer rating when targeted uh. this season. 152.1. That's first. first. So there's a bit of a trend going on with Trillian yeah. Burks. And yeah, it, you know, I've said it to you before. Two of the things I look at is quarterback rating when it comes yeah. to co- cornerback, safety, mm. and wide receiver because it's yeah. good, it, it's not the be all and end mm. all, but it's a nice no. little. You can look at that and go, oh, OK, so that, that's what he's like when he's targeted. It gives you a nice, mm-hmm. you know, if the cornerbacks, their scores are low, then you know he's good. If the wide receivers are high, you know they're good. Burks is the highest. It is the highest. Yeah. And he, you know, he is a size, speed. his size and his speed are just off the charts. Yeah. Um You know, I mean, we can start there if you want. Um, His, yeah. <laughs> his weight. £225 ranks in the 93rd yeah. Percentile but then you can go Through everything else that he got and It's like wingspan 79 and 1 eighth, that's 82nd yeah. Arm length which is a big One uh, 33 and a half That's 89th percentile Hand size 9 and 7 eighth, That's 82nd percentile And it's just yeah. it's just it keeps Continuing on with yeah. Traylon Burks It's always the same thing and you go through it like, Yeah. All oh, right. okay okay And it just keeps going on and on like that do you know, I, I I put it as a, a comp for me of who this guy is is Dante Moncrief. You watch it and you go, that is that guy completely. It's like it's a carbon yeah. copy of him almost immediately.
0: Yeah. yeah, I get where you're coming from. Um, mm. The point here that DJ Dog is bringing up in terms of his size could open up slant threats, mm. and that he doesn't have an overall rectory, I think you're very correct there, DJ Dog, in terms of what you're saying because a slant run and slant and he can run away from guys then that that, yeah, that yeah. would be an ideal situation mm-hmm. um but again i'm just going to go back and going to pull graham's comments up look we've gone we've gone through our, our first six guys tonight and as we say folks we are going to have another show we are going to talk about another six wide receivers that you know could be I there in the them. second and third round. <laughs> And we could do, look. We could talk about wide receivers till the draft show, if we yeah. or until the draft, if we wanted. There are plenty of them. So, look, if at twenty four, and obviously it's not going to happen. But if at twenty four, all six of these guys were available to us, and were white um, guys of those six,
1: of uh, uh, yeah, all those six are available. Uh, yeah. There's only one I would want them to take.
0: Right. So you're That's you're, you're kind of saying, you're you're kind of saying, look, give it give it give it time, let it breathe.
1: Yeah, you get you, like the second round guys are fine, but these six guys, yeah. uh, and you know, and go back to Burks. What you got to know is Burks is going to. Uh, I feel is he's going his type of size and speed and, and type of play is. Mm. What wide receivers are slowly starting to go back? You know, like the taller wide receivers, yeah, um, bulkier and faster. I think because it, it went the other way, we started getting shorter, but now he seems to be going back the other way. Now defenses yeah. are catching up, offenses are moving away from that as they do. Yeah. Um, and he is going to be the future, and you know he's that type that can play as the X from the slot and from the backfield as well because of his size. Um yeah. and he's that big guy, so you can play him as. Um, you know that that big slot type guy, um, like the Debo Samuel type, and move him into mm. the backfield if you want to. Uh, and
0: that's exactly what I was going to say.
1: No, yeah, sorry, I, I beat you to it then.
0: Yeah, you did. Like it's literally, he is a guy who has that ability to take jet sweeps. And look, we yeah. haven't had it. I, I I would say since Lucky Whitehead, we've not had a guy to take it out of the backfield properly.
1: Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. It was, mm. it was when it happened. But, I mean, in terms... Look, in ter- Joe did ask this question, and said, I'd circle back to questions later on. If Gallup is not ready for the beginning of the season, who are your three starters?
1: And, and, and this was something we've spoken about at nauseam. Is the, like, I've got no problem with the wide receiver core that we have. The trouble yeah. is, is, in week one, our three starting wide receivers... Is CD Lamb, Noah Brown, and Simi Vahoko. What are you supposed yeah. to do with that?
0: I, I'm going. I'm going to give a bit of love to Simi. I think Simi is going to surprise us in year two.
1: Um, I think he's
0: going to show his ability.
1: Yeah, but. but the, you-
0: but that depends on what happens through the rest free agency and through the draft.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still, regardless, because there's still the issue of you know, uh, and mm. maybe Simi does come along because development yeah. is hard to predict, especially for ourselves because we're not there. Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah, not agreed. We're not around them. Um,
0: yeah.
1: I drink London at twenty four. Okay, I'm. I, I, I would yeah. be quite happy with it. I, I'm. Yeah, I'd be all over that pick, but I, yeah. I just—I—I I wonder. I'm not sure he will actually be available at 24. Um,
0: yeah, I do have another question for you here in a mm-hmm. second, but go on ahead.
1: Yeah, um, what was we talking about before that? Before we're, we're talking,
0: talking about Timmy who Oh, the tree.
1: Yeah, you, you know, because we're not around with the coaching side of it, yeah. so we, we don't get to see how they develop and, and how they're coming along. Yeah. Um, that that is hard to judge. All you can go off is that he didn't play last season. So mm. obviously he wasn't yeah. good enough to play last season. What makes you think that over in the next four months, he's going to develop to become a starting wide receiver in mm. the NFL?
0: Yeah, fair, which is fair. And then, as I said, the point, the point w- from DJ Dog here, and I know, Mike, I know you're going to have the answer for this. The biggest hands-up wide receiver hasn't been discussed yet.
1: No. I mean you know, we'll we'll get on to
0: all the other guys, (laughs) but you know Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And look as you say, Burks was like used like Debo Samuel. So watch out for that pick. Because Jerry does enjoy as Mike has said Trailing Burks is an Arkansas guy. And he's looking over at San Francisco and going, they have a guy coming out of the backfield, and we don't. We've got who could do that coming out of Arkansas.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it has, has a bit of that Debo Summer coming out of the backfield. Um, so you'll see him coming across, even just standing there as just a, a, a running back. Um, yeah. I, I do. I, I like Burks. I like him a lot. Yeah. The connections there, and there, there's a lot to like about him. Um, I mean, if you just wanted to put it like what's his biggest positive and his biggest negative is his biggest positive is his size and speed. So that was exactly the thing I was writing about Debo Samuel. His biggest problem is his routes uh, and his route IQ, if you like so. Uh, he's yeah. not going to break off quick at the stem. He's, You know, he's got the size and the speed to get going, but he's not going to separate from those cornerbacks with, like, savvy route running.
0: Yeah. So I've one final question for you, before we get out of here and we pay the bills mm-hmm. tonight. I know mm-hmm. you were watching last night's draft show, the guys did.
1: Mm-hmm. Were you pleased
0: with the pick, or would you have went...
1: At 24, at 24. At 24. 24. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I do like Zion. I, but I did. Did you see the the story I put up? It was just perfect. Yeah, with the music. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I think Graham did did solid. It was mm. if the Cowboys took Zion Johnson, what you're doing is you'll go in right. So, where where's our biggest problem? Let's find out during. What well, the good yeah. thing with Zion is, it gives you the flexibility to go. Let's go into training camp. Let's find out which which is our biggest. Weakness or our biggest need in our style of play hmm. is it tackle or is it guard? And you go yeah. wherever it is, you can go. I will plug Zion right there. There we go. Job yeah. done. Problem solved.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like with Kenny Green, he's a yeah. off The Kenny Green, Kenny Green. You're only going to be playing him in the guard. You know. Yeah. With Trevor Penning. Yeah. You're only going to be playing him at tackle. And, and yeah. Penning, really, you're only going to be playing him at left tackle. At best. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I and, uh, and like there's your issue because if Tyrone Smith for whatever reason does manage to play an entire season, if you draft a left tackle, you've just drafted a pointless position in a season when mm. we've got a lot of problems. When left tackle is yes, a problem, and it will be a mm. problem at some point in the season, but there's yeah. a lot more going on. Like you know, it's good that they've sorted the yeah. linebacker position out, but there's still a lot more to do there. Yeah. Like,
0: I know I was, I like, when the lads were, were making the pick, and I was screaming at Graham, take Trevor Penning, <laughs> take Trevor Penning. <laughs> and Gra- Gra- Graham was saying, oh, this this guy and there's that guy. And, like, I do agree with you. Zion Johnson is the right pick. I still worry, and the thing is, obviously, as we say, free agency is a moving feast. Mm-hmm. I do worry what happens when, and I know Graham and Rich are watching in, and they're going, "Don't say it, Brian. Don't say it."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. When
0: Tyrone, when Tyrone Smith goes down, yeah, I, I know who's who so. going to play left tackle now, and mm-hmm. it is a worry because we've addressed this for the last three seasons. We've addressed it with Cam Irving, Cam Fleming. Tie and seeky, and none of them have been able to do it. And we've had to go with Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight at left and right tackle. So, hopefully, 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 they will sort yeah. out this offensive line because it does, it, it's a whole other night's conversation that we could have yeah. in terms what of what a lot of Cowboys Nation is mad about.
1: Like with with Zion, you've just got all the flexibility that you could go into camp. Like, like there's not much thinking mm. involved with Zion. Like yes. you could just go, right, okay. With say like Trevor Penning, um, yeah, you need to have a plan. What what's your plan going forward? Especially FCS, he has issues with pass blocking, only yeah. played left tackle. So like there's all there's all those, those parts where you need to run through in your mind and go, So what is it? What what's our plan with Trevor? And the same with mm. Kenny Green. Right. Okay. So, what's our plan with right, right tackle then? Because we know who our guard is yeah. going to be. What's our plan for the rest of the line? And I mean, mm. that, but Zion is just a, a less of a, a thinky draft pick. You just go, okay. Yeah. But put him in there. Give him his jersey number. Yeah. Put him on the stage. What are we doing for what we decide to do with this line? We'll figure out on the fly now. Once we get to camp, yeah. then we'll figure it out. That's what that's yeah. what the Zion does yeah. for you.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And look, you can't go wrong with an offensive lineman out of Boston College.
1: Boston College, again, yeah. So, I mean, those guys just churn them out like there's no one's business. You know, Oklahoma bring out uh, quarterbacks like Boston College is for offensive linemen. That's basically how it works. And and what's the real bugger is they're called the Eagles. Mm, Yeah. We'll
0: we'll, we'll not worry about that. But look... Before we do get out, we better pay the bills on the show as always.
1: Okay. So, uh, are you if doing you
0: that? beat me too, it might go for it <laughs> All uh, right. I'll, I'll get. i get it. i get you on it. I'll get you
1: on it. There you go, mate.
0: There we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we clicked at the same.
1: There you are. There you are. <laughs>
0: So if you are going to game next season make sure you get in touch with the team over at Cowboys Experience. Barry and team will look after you like absolute royalty. You will not want for anything at any stage during your visit out there. And as you can see there is a code there UK Cowboys. And Mike what happens if you use that code?
1: Free stuff baby
0: free stuff baby and as always check out all of our content providers the guys at Dallas Cowboys Media The Break Hanging With The Boys the, our other content providers J Talk Law Nation Big Game James Katie's Phone Tweets The Barad Cowboys all of those guys pump out coverage every single day and of course our great friends over at Blogging The Boys Meg Kelsey Orj, all of them
1: all the guys all the guys all the gang and all the guys so yeah. wait, wait, the next show about well, mind you uh, i say the next show is me and you again yeah that all depends what happens over the weekend um but <laughs> yeah. we we are supposed to be back with prospect project on tuesday Tuesday. Uh, yeah. and and ironically i checked as you were doing that to have a look to see what tuesday's prospect do you know what it is cornerbacks pass rushes oh ho, 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 we timed ho, 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 that right we timed that right we did we absolutely yeah. did i just checked the calendar yeah. so pass rushes on tuesday that is unless of course we have to switch back to another low down show yeah um, but we'll see how that goes
0: yeah absolutely Well, look it's a good night from me michael i'll leave it to you
1: all right then uh stay safe everyone have a nice weekend and we'll see you on the other side it's clear. The dragons that I slay, you can give it all you got. Cause love is running through my veins. All this lying can't be tamed. There's fire in my blood.